Hello and welcome to the Be More Human podcast. Thank you so much for investing your time and energy to listen to this episode. I really hope that by doing so, you'll have more freedom to feel great, experience life in the way you want and make the impact you desire in the world. I mentioned in a couple of the earlier episodes about the role of food and how this can affect us how that often it's the healthy things we're told to eat and drink every day, which are allegedly good for us, can actually be changing the way our cells communicate and not in a good way. And then beyond how they communicate with one another, actually how they speak with the organisms that make up our microbiome, the bacteria and other things that keep our immune and digestive systems functioning properly. This can have a significant effect on our brain function, our weight, our energy, and our mental health. Remember, the majority of neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. For example, around 90% of serotonin is believed to be produced in our gut system, and therefore our gut needs to be healthy in order to produce these. In this episode, we're going to move a bit beyond just food, as you'll learn eight key things to be aware of which may be wreaking silent havoc on your physical and mental health, and in turn, hold you back from being your most awesome self and performing at your best. All of these things are the result of our big changes to our lifestyles over the last 50 years or so. And this has resulted in a bit of a shock to our natural operating system. So it's firstly important that we're aware of these things so that at least we can start to do something about them. Okay, let's dive in. Disruptor number one, antibiotics. Antibiotics are a double-edged sword. There's definitely a place for them in medicine and targeted antibiotics can save lives. For example, when we have a severe or life-threatening infection, but there's a big problem with antibiotics. They literally carpet bomb infections without pointing out which bacterium is the culprit. So when we take antibiotics, it's literally like dropping a nuclear bomb into a thriving rainforest, with the rainforest being our gut microbiome. So we basically kill most of the microbes in our gut. And in some cases, it can take years for them to return and repopulating the gut is not as easy as just taking some probiotics. Gut health is priority because it can have a serious knock-on effect on the functioning of your body and mind. So unless you're seriously ill, just avoid antibiotics. Allow your body to overcome less severe illnesses naturally. And this also in turn strengthens the immune system longer term. Another thing you may not know is that industrially produced meat can also contain a lot of antibiotics. Remember, you are what you eat, ate, and then ultimately what you digest. So how is it that antibiotics, oh, and hormones as well, end up in your food? Well, some time ago, the food and farming industries discovered that antibiotics and hormones actually make pigs, chickens, and cattle grow faster, larger, and fatter. So farmers began pumping their livestock with them. And if the effect that has on animals is that they grow larger and fatter, then it's no surprise that they actually do the same to us. These animals are also fed all sorts of crap that they aren't designed to eat. 
and the antibiotics are used to help stop them get sick because of their crap diet and the conditions that they're kept in. There is now routine use of antibiotics to promote growth and prevent disease worldwide in farming. Did you know that around 80% of antibiotics are used by the farming industry and only 20% by humans? And the World Health Organization has cautioned that farmers must stop using antibiotics on animals reared for food due to the serious human health risks, yet it still continues. So what action can we take that's practical? Well, to be honest, wherever possible, just opt for organic food. And when it comes to animal produce, go for animals that have been reared as nature intended. And this means grass-fed, without antibiotics and hormones. Disruptor number two, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And because it's such a mouthful, it's abbreviated to NSAIDs. These are everywhere. Brands you might recognize such as Advil, Diclofenac and Ibuprofen. These NSAIDs damage the mucosal barrier in our small intestine, which allows things to pass through our intestinal wall into our bloodstream, which shouldn't be there. And then this creates widespread inflammation in the body, which is quite ironic considering they're anti-inflammatory drugs. The action to take here is just to avoid them as much as possible. And remember that pain is not a painkiller deficiency. All pain has a root cause. So try and look at addressing the root cause of general pains, which tends to be inflammation, and avoid things that cause inflammation and do things that reduce it. For example, meditation, breath work, anti-inflammatory foods, and looking for more natural means of painkilling. I find that high strength curcumin capsules, which is the active anti-inflammatory compound in turmeric, work really well for mild pain. In fact, I've used them for period pains and for headaches, and they seem to work pretty well for me. I know they work for others. So again, something to investigate. Disruptor number three is stomach acid blockers. Things like Zantac, Nexium, Rennie and Gaviscon. I know there's different brands in different countries. Most of these drugs are called proton pump inhibitors, PPIs, and they reduce stomach acid. However, the thing with stomach acid is as long as it stays where it belongs, it serves a really essential function, assisting in the breakdown of proteins. Stomach acid is very powerful. Only a few super important bacteria can actually survive it. So most bad bacteria that we swallow can't actually stay alive in that environment. Our stomach acid helps break down and digest food and it actually protects us. Without the stomach acid to kill them, disease causing bacteria can overgrow and also creep into our small intestine where they do not belong. It's here that they disrupt the gut barrier, cause things like leaky gut syndrome, or stimulate our immune systems to create even more inflammation. This is also a side effect of the low alkaline diet. And I know there's a lot of confusion around this, but just know that alkalinity of the stomach gets confused with alkalinity of the blood, and they are different things. We do not want an alkaline stomach. We need that acid for us to be healthy. So what action can you take? Well, most people with acid reflux and heartburn seem to benefit from changing what they're eating 
to natural foods, avoiding all the processed stuff, because that's often what causes the problem in the first place. And then start taking HCL, which is hydrochloric acid, and digestive enzymes. Yes, more acid. I suffered for years with heartburn and acid reflux. And yet within a week of doing this, I suffered no more. It was a total game changer for me. And I know it has been for so many other people. So if you're suffering with this kind of thing, give it a try. Change the diet, start taking the HCL and digestive enzymes and see what happens. Disruptor number four is artificial sweeteners. Hands up if you've ever heard that diet soda is healthier or because it's zero calorie, it's good for you. This is one of the biggest diet lies ever told. Products like sucralose, saccharin and aspartame and other artificial sweeteners can be just as bad for your health as sugar. In fact, they can be worse. They change the gut microbiome, not just by killing the good bacteria, but also by allowing bad ones to thrive. Also, in addition to damaging your gut, whilst the artificial sweeteners were created in order to help you lose weight, the truth is they actually encourage the opposite. If we look at our ancestors and our natural human design, the taste of sweetness was only around during the summer. We had to wait for fruit to ripen in order to get it. And this was the signal that our body needed to store fat for the winter. But our bodies can't tell the difference between sugar or calorie-free sweeteners. So when we eat artificial sweeteners, the calories from actual glucose don't arrive in our bloodstream. So then our brains feel cheated because we tasted sugar, but then it never came. So our brains get upset and then it prompts us to want to get more. And then we go in search of sweet foods and we have all the sweet cravings. It can also really mess with our metabolism. So what action to take? Well, to be honest, just avoid them. Avoid them like the plague. You wanna minimize sugar, of course, because that's not great in high doses, but really avoid the artificial sweeteners. These are things like, you know, as I said, the aspartame and things that are touted as really healthy, like Splenda. Also, steer clear of soft drinks, sports drinks, and protein bars that contain these sweeteners. Trust me, they're everywhere. Just look at the labels. Instead, try small amounts of whole fruits, raw honey, or stevia. Because unlike other sugar substitutes, the stevia sweetener comes from plants, and it's actually the one that most functional medicine practitioners recommend. Okay, disruptor number five is hormone disruptors. These are also known as endocrine disruptors. They are low-dose estrogen-like chemicals that can interfere with our endocrine systems and cause negative developmental, reproductive, neurological, and immune issues. They're bad news. Most of these hormone disruptors are man-made and they are found in so many different products. They're everywhere. For example, in plastic bottles, metal food cans, detergents, toys, cosmetics, toiletries, fragrances, pesticides, the list goes on. When our hormones become disrupted, it causes problems in our whole internal system and then ultimately results in a variety of symptoms which longer term may cause serious disease. It also turns out that many of these chemicals are used in processed foods, including so-called healthy foods and healthy whole grain products. 
To keep the products from spoiling, food companies put stabilizing agents like BPA in bread and other products. This is also used in plastic water bottles and even teething toys for babies. Also, foods such as unfermented soy products can be hormonal disruptors. And this is why I personally avoid soy. It's also one of the reasons that some people struggle with their health on a vegan diet. So these endocrine disruptors, as I said, are in countless products. So what action can we take? Well, basically avoiding things that have these hormone disruptors in them wherever we can. So avoid processed food, unfermented soy products and commercially baked goods. Throw out Teflon and other non-stick coated cookware and aluminium so that you can avoid getting that in your system. Instead, use conventional cookware such as stainless steel or cast iron. Or if you really want to go for non-stick, then something with a ceramic coating that's certified to contain no PTFE or PFOA. Also, throw out containers made of plastic. So this is your classic Tupperware. Instead, use glass or stainless steel containers and get rid of plastic cling film and plastic bags. Also, don't heat up food or put food in plastic containers that's hot. The toxicity literally leaches out into the food. So basically, putting food into a plastic container and whacking it in the microwave is, yeah, it's pretty deadly. Please don't do it. Also, avoid unnatural antibacterials. So hand sanitizers are really bad and think anything with triclosanin and antibacterial soaps and things like that, unless it's a, just a natural antibacterial from essential oils, for example, just avoid. And look at your cosmetics, toiletries and things like that. Again, anything that's not natural is going to be containing these chemicals and it all adds up. If you're adding that stuff to your skin every single day, it does go into the bloodstream and it can cause issues with your hormones. There's actually an app called Think Dirty. I highly, highly recommend it. It's basically an app which you can use to check all products that you're about to buy or products that you have. So it's mainly for toiletries and, and cosmetic type products and it will actually give you the toxicity rating and a breakdown. So you actually know how toxic it is to your body. It's brilliant. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Disruptor number six is pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides. These are more dangerous than you may think. Side literally means to kill. And of course, farmers want pests to stay away from their crops. But when we ingest herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, they actually damage us too. These poisons get into our bodies, through our intestinal tracts and on our skin, and they activate certain genes within our cells, fundamentally changing the signaling within our bodies. So the action really is to avoid and try going for organic where possible. I mentioned in a previous episode, the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen, which you can look up and that will help you to prioritize which fruit and vegetables to opt organic for. Also, peel where possible because most of the toxicity is in the skin. 
Also, when you're washing fruit and veg, a trick is to use one tablespoon of baking soda with two liters of water in a bowl and just soak the fruit and veg for a few minutes and rinse off. It really helps to get rid of any of the um, nasty chemicals and things that are within the skins. Disruptor number seven is blue light. So in relation to sleep, there's many things that affect sleep that we will explore in a future episode, um, but blue light is a really big one. Sleep deprivation has been shown to cause changes to our gut flora and increase the abundance of bacteria associated with weight gain, type two diabetes and fat metabolism. Humans are designed to live by sunlight and its seasonal changes. Our ancestors would wake up when it was light and start to feel sleepy when the sun had gone down. We had no artificial blue light, simply moonlight and fire. And before artificial light, longer days caused us to eat as much as we could to store fat for winter. On the flip side, shorter days gave us less time to hunt, so we had to burn the fat that we stored in summer as fuel. But modern life is dominated by blue light from things like computer screens, TV screens, mobile phones, and light bulbs. This blue light messes with our circadian rhythm and our sleep patterns. It suppresses melatonin, which is the hormone that makes us feel sleepy. Blue light also affects the hunger and the awake hormones. So because we associate blue light with daytime, we're tricking our bodies into thinking that it's forever summer. Our bodies think it's always time to be looking for food in preparation for a time of scarcity. But in the modern world, that scarcity never comes. There are several ways that you can minimize blue light. Easy ones are getting blue light blocking glasses. A second one is you can download apps that change the amount of blue lights or use night shift mode on on phones. So that helps as well. And then the third thing is to avoid screens completely a couple of hours before bed. Now I know this is a massive challenge for most people. And actually the reasons for it can go quite deep. So that's something I'm gonna tackle another time. But just do everything you can to avoid the blue light. It will really, really help you to sleep and it will help your hormone balance. So in terms of the first seven disruptors, really just do everything you can to avoid them. It's probably gonna be too tough to tackle them all at once. And if some of this stuff is new to you, it may feel overwhelming. So just pick one at a time. Just decide, okay, I'm gonna ditch sweeteners now. And then once you've got used to that, then maybe you move on to the next thing. The final thing I wanted to mention is an eighth disruptor, which is trauma and psychological stress, because it negatively affects our gut and our cells and our genes. It's also at the root of us eating crappy food that doesn't nourish and energize us and also other unhelpful things and behaviors. You can avoid all the other stuff and that's gonna help, but if you don't address this, if you don't address the psychological stress or past traumas, then your body and brain function will suffer. Unfortunately, there's no quick and easy way to deal with this and it's very individual but I just mention it to make you aware. Often I see people who are making all the the physical changes, you know, they're perfecting the diet, they're perfecting all of these, you know, their environment and all of these other things, but they haven't actually dealt with the emotional stuff. And I find that that can be the root of so many things. 
Okay, well, that's the eight disruptors. I really hope that this episode has been enlightening or helpful, valuable for you in some way. And if so, please do share or leave a review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so through the website or on social media. Thank you very much for listening and have an awesome day.